Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready. We're about to live in your head rent-free. This is episode 101. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Welcome back, listeners. We are doing our pop culture episode this week. If you pay attention, you notice it's in the wrong week. We are on the (laughs) fifth Friday of the month. Because last week we did our 100th episode. Which was... A Hoopajube! Right. Normally this would be a Hoopajube week. We, we jumped the Hoopajube ahead a week. Yeah, we figured the celebration of what it means to be snakes and otters had to go on uh, uh, the 100th episode and a Hoopajube. So. Yeah. so this week we are going to talk about pop culture. And it is a pop culture event that is internationally known, but it is uniquely local to where we live. Right. We are talking about the Kentucky Derby. Yes. A sporting event Yes, that becomes a cultural event. Yes. Much like the Super Bowl. Much like the Super Bowl. Only yeah. this has been around a lot longer. Right. But it only lasts two minutes. But it only lasts two minutes. Fast two Much minutes like some of us. Anyways. <laughs> None of us here, surely. Well done, Robert. That's well right. done. Yes, I, I had not anticipated setting you up for that one, but as I've often said, Martin is a really good volleyball setter <laughs> i will pop it up in the air and let someone else slam it over the net yes. well so not only am i a hammer i am a spiker <laughs> well we've often thought about that as, you know, as yeah. the three of us you know somebody's got to be the server the setter and the spiker yes. so uh, well and it does rotate yeah it does uh, yeah. yes so anyways uh kentucky derby almost everybody has heard of it uh if you've not heard of it what rock have you been living under because literally it is the, uh, culturally, it is the biggest horse race in the United States. It is the first leg of the Triple Crown, mm-hmm. and it is televised nationally and internationally. We have visitors from all over the world mm-hmm. come here for Derby Week. Uh, we have famous celebrities, movie stars, TV stars, politicians, you name it. Anybody who wants to see and be seen right. puts the Derby on their calendar. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Fashion yes. Week in New York or whatever else is out there that like, people the, like that do, we don't know. But. Right. It is the Kentucky equivalent of a red carpet premiere. You know, yeah. Red carpet walk at a premiere. Yeah, we get it every year. And it's our moment as both a state and a city to shine. Hopefully. It really is. So just a little bit of background on the Derby, just to make sure we, we're all clear yeah. on what we're talking about. So it started... In, uh, I think it was 1876, I think is the uh, the yes. date. And it started out as a mile and a half race. Uh, it is now a mile and a quarter. And it's open to, to three-year-olds, uh, both fillies and colts. It is mostly for the boys. Mm-hmm. It is a rare filly that runs. Uh, but we've also had fillies that have won. Yep. Uh, which is I think is a great thing because it, I like those underdogs. And yep. you know they're never uh, the favorite to win. Because I mean, the boys are just the Colts are they're just bigger, they're faster. They're bigger. It's, yeah. it's nature. Um, the fastest time ever run, one fifty nine by Secretariat, nineteen seventy three. Exactly, Secretariat is Mrs. Roberts' favorite. You know, probably every one of us has a favorite uh, when it comes to. And I could be wrong about, it, but I'm pretty sure Secretariat is her favorite. Uh, there's often been uh, rivalries. Mm-hmm. In the races, we don't think about that. You know, horses having rivals, but it's true. Uh, in the seventies, there were a couple of sets of affirmed in Alidar. Affirmed in Alidar was probably the most fa- uh, yeah. most famous. 
uh, you can make the argument that the the one was not as great without the other pushing them. They were the Fraser and Ali of the horse racing world. At, they really at, were at Very that nice, time. Sir. Yeah. 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 Again, it's the seventies. That was Frazier. 78? 78, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this was right after Seattle Slough had won the Triple Crown the year before, which doesn't happen very often. And next thing you know, well, we won't see that one again. Boom, next year a firm wins it. And they're thinking, wow, we're yeah. going to hear this forever. And then we go, how long before it happens? Just yeah. recently is the last yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, and the, since you've brought up the Triple Crown, yeah. uh, again, you know, I mentioned it's the first leg. We've got the Preakness and the Belmont are the, the last two legs. And they are nationally televised, but they don't get nearly the press. The Belmont probably gets more than the Preakness, presuming a horse has won both the Belmont or both the, the Derby and the Preakness, because right. then everyone wants to see if they win the Triple Crown. Yeah. And it's happened, and it's New York, and it's New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah who cares? It's it doesn't York. happen often, but it's been almosted a lot of times. Yes, it is very <coughs> difficult to win. I mean, it happens a lot. You get the first two; it's very difficult to win the, the third. The Belmont's mm-hmm. a longer race. It's and... a longer race. Yes. And horses, like a lot of other athletes, are a little more specialized now. Yes. And the compactness of the schedule is difficult. Yes. Uh, because the races are uh, only months weeks ago. apart. Yeah, yeah, I think three three weeks, I think, generally, give or take. I, 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 I'm not remembering yes, that exactly. Uh, of course, it's the first weekend in May for the Derby. I think the Preakness is usually only two weeks later. Is it? Okay. And then the Belmont is uh, in, in June. June. Yeah. All right. So it, I think it is three weeks pet. But it's still a very compacted schedule. Uh, with travel. With and travel. And, and, and travel and, wears out the horses. It does. So it, it, it has... It has Felt that it's more challenging now than it ever has been right. uh, for horses, uh, and again that long stretch uh, until uh, just the other two years ago, I guess it was, um, when somebody pulled it off. It, it's it was becoming more and more rare. Right. Yeah. It just it just doesn't happen. Right. So <clears throat> in the horse racing world, you know, those of us here in in Louisville would say this is the biggest race, but it's actually not. This is actually considered, along with uh, a race in England, uh, the top uh, for at a certain place. Outs- and it says, according to the, my source, outside the Breeders' Cup, which kind of makes sense because the yeah. Breeders' Cup is the, the for older horses, mm-hmm. uh, so a little bit more mature. Uh, theoretically, they're more they're faster because they're they're literally adults. Three year olds are not considered adult horses. Uh, they're still you know that's why I still call them colts and fillies instead of stallions and mares. Right. And uh, which kind of boggles our mind when we think about that. Is, well, how can anything be bigger than the Derby? But in the horse racing world, it can be. Well, we've also hosted the Breeders' Cup many times. We have many times. Yeah, that that is, there's that significant, is uh, significant purses attached to those races as well. Right. More so than the Derby, uh, quite often. Uh, the Derby itself currently is offering a $3 million purse. Uh, that's just recent. Prior to that, for about 20 years, it was a $2 million purse. Uh, part of that was a million dollars. And each time they've gone to those levels, that's been a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, but now with off-track betting and all the things that go into it, they can offer more money. So it, it, it is a big deal. Um, yeah, we go on and on about the history. It's been going, you know, other than last year, it's always been the uh, first Saturday in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year being 2019 during the pandemic, it was moved to September, yeah. which just felt wrong all always yeah. about and it. And it's even been run during the war. I mean, even times right. when like you couldn't run the Indianapolis 500 during the war, they still ran the Derby and still ran it in May. That's right. Uh, any war, doesn't matter. I mean, it was literally the one constant. 
the Belmont and the Preakness have both had uh, some hiatuses, uh, three years for I think the Belmont and two years for, for the, the Preakness. Sorry, could have that reverse, but mm-hmm. both of them were, were short-lived uh, hiatuses. And, you know, it is a, it is such a big deal. The naming rights uh, have been, uh, you know, it's not quite as bad as, you know, uh, some of the naming rights that you uh, you see because it's still the Kentucky Derby, but there are definitely sponsorships. Uh, yeah, it's, it's presented by rather than like say the college football bowl games, right. whose actual names get transmuted into the sponsors. Right, you know, the Peach Bowl goes to becomes a Chick Fil A bowl. <laughs> right, or the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. You yeah, know, that sort of thing. So the, the, they they're trying to remain retain a little bit of dignity and and have it be a presented by a sponsor, which. Actually, I, I think that is much better. Yeah, if you're going to do it, that's, that's right. much better. Uh, of course, bourbon is a big thing with the Derby. Yep. That's right. Uh, now, you know, the mint julep is for the, Tourist. the tourists. Yes. Uh, real Kentuckians do not drink mint juleps. Uh, if they do, why? Why? Well, if, if they have guests that they're trying to not offend, that might happen. That yes. might happen, yes. Yeah, if you have some out-of-state <laughs> guests, you might make up uh, the mint julep. But basically, I always say, here's how you make a mint julep. You make the simple syrup... You muddle the mint leaves, and then you throw all that shit down the sink and pour yourself a good glass of bourbon and have a seat. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how you make that's it. That's recipe. really how you make a mint julep. That's yes, right. That is, the, that is the best recipe I've ever heard for a mint julep. Uh, <laughs> Very good, sir. Because why, why taint a good bourbon with that? Oh, yes. So I mean, mint's good stuff, but... Uh, sure. Any, but, any of the things by themselves are good, but some things just should not be mixed, yeah. you know? It's like you would not pour a Coke into a Pappy Van Winkle without getting shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At the very least, you should have a nun wrap your fingers uh, with a ruler. Exactly. Because that's, that's like speaking out of turning class. You just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a big deal. And in the horse racing world, it's been a big deal for a long time. Uh, because It's also a showcase. You know, all, there's also several races leading up to it. It's the beginning the of the season. Right. Basically. In, in, the, in the north. I'm glad you mentioned that because there is a seasonal component to this. Uh, spring is finally here when the derby happens, even though it might be cold well, as all get out on the day. Uh, yes, we consider spring is here seasonally, but uh, you know it's not the first race of the racing season. By no means, it's it's, it's the first race of the northern because yeah. we are the the most southern site for the northern racing season for life. Yeah. But I mean there's racing going on. Yeah, sure. right, right. Yeah, the, the, the even in Louisville. What are they called the uh, um, prep races? Yeah, all the prep Arkansas races. Derby, Florida Derby, Bluegrass yeah. Stakes. Uh, those all happen kind of that starting February It's like spring March. training. <laughs> yeah, February, March time frame, April time frame as things open back up in Florida and things like that. Right. In the south. And that's that's how you judge who's going to run in the Derby is how horses do in those prep races in, in Florida, California, places like that. But it is, it, it's kind of that, that signal, that green light that spring is here because if you don't live in Louisville or you don't live in Kentucky, you've probably never heard this, but they'll tell you don't put your plants out until Derby. Right. Because you're past the chance of a frost. Right. When you get to Derby, in other places, I'm sure they say, well, here's your date for putting your plants out where you're past the frost. But here in Louisville, weathermen will tell you, okay, we're at Derby. Don't put your plants out until Derby. Right. It's like saying, you know, in other parts of the country, they'd say, you, you can't wear white before Easter. We'd probably say, don't wear white before Derby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, and you know, it's a big deal here in town. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we have all of these things leading up. You know, it's a three-week derby festival. I actually used to work for Kentucky Derby Festival uh, store. Uh, mm-hmm. They were uh, like a, an official supplier of Kentucky Derby stuff. Mm-hmm. And they lost the contract for a while. I don't know if they still have it. But, uh, the, you know, the posters uh, yeah. are a big deal. There's all kinds of merchandise. Glasses, hats, shirts. Uh, just tons and tons oh, of stuff. Kickoff lunches, my goodness, they're everywhere. Right, there's uh, uh, the fireworks, uh, Thunder Over Louisville, Thunder Over Louisville which is... that really kicks off the Derby Festival season, yep. as short as it is. Mm-hmm. You've got the parade, the boat race, you've got uh, the run for the rose, uh, you know, all these different yeah. sub events. Yeah, it was always, and there's, there's a rhythm to them. Yes. Um, the weekend before Derby is always sort of this balloon. The balloon race. The balloon yes. races. Yeah. So hot air balloons. Uh, the weather rarely cooperates anymore, it seems like, with the hot air balloons. But yeah. so they, they mutated that into balloon glow, where you go and you see the, the people fill the hot air balloons first thing in before. the morning or, or the night before. Uh, so you see the, the flames in the dark. Uh, filling the hot air balloons, which is really cool. It, 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 yeah, it's super. Uh, you know, the photography of that. People take yeah awesome photographs, and they're amazing. And, um, and during the race, you have it, there's a balloon chase. I mean, it's a big deal. People get up early, and they will follow the balloons all over. Yeah, wherever they go in the city. Yeah, uh, and of course, as the city has grown, there's fewer places to land the balloons too. Yeah, all those uh, old fields in the eastern part of the city uh, are subdivisions now. Right, <laughs> gotta go a little further out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then uh, let's see, Wednesday was always the parade day, wasn't it? No, steamboat race. Steamboat, steamboat race. race. Right. Yeah, Thursday is parade day. Per- yes. Thursday so is parade Wednesday day. is always the steamboat race. The Belle of Louisville takes on a comer from somewhere else. It's usually the Delta Queen yes. uh, from down the road. They had the Natchez for a while, uh, which was further down the Mississippi they would bring in. Uh, usually it's the, the rivalry is between the Delta Queen, which... Oh, it's gosh. Cincinnati, I isn't think it? maybe. Yeah, no, it's from uh, Cincinnati, yeah. and it's a much larger boat. Correct. It's kind of like, well, this is not really a thing, but it really, it's it's the, the Bell wins sometimes, the the Delta Queen wins sometimes. Yeah, uh, it's just if they thing. find ways to to you know make this be a thing where okay, well, the Bell got help to turn around or whatever to make it, but it's these paddle wheel. Steamboats, mm-hmm. um, from reminiscent hit, of yeah the history of the river from the 1800s. One of those is still active here in Louisville, the Belle of Louisville, mm-hmm. and you, yeah, you can ride on it. You can take trips on it. It's yeah. a yeah. it's in financial difficulty, from what I understand. It currently. almost always is, yeah, yeah. especially now because last year nobody's been able to ride it. Right. Yeah, because it's I mean the idea is a party boat. Right. Oh yeah, well, and, and they giant paddle wheel, and they've done very very well well with that. Uh, and you can't cram anybody on the bell right now, so. Right. Um, so then Thursday is, and the Pegasus Parade is fairly old-fashioned kind of deal. Uh, it is. It's a parade down yeah, Broadway, Broadway, one yeah. of the widest streets. You've marched in it, haven't you? Yes, yes. The Fraser History Museum uh, often participates and will ask folks to that are attached to the museum, the volunteers and the employees, to put on costumes from their you know, historical uh, reenactments. Uh, and march in the parade. Right, and you were doing some stuff down there for a while. I, I, I wore chain mail uh, one time and marched. Let me tell you something, don't wear white shoes. 
Yeah. Is, is my advice because you don't expect it, but wow, it really kicks up a lot of stuff off the street. I bet. And and turns your turns your shoes dark. So, but yeah, it's a really old fashioned style uh, parade with oh, yeah. uh, grand marshals. The balloons. The whole thing. Yeah, they yeah. always get somebody. And be a the grand marshal is a big deal to it be is. selected. It yeah. is. Uh, usually, it's somebody very famous. Sometimes it's somebody who is topically famous. Like in 1991, they had uh, General Schwarzkopf. Right. Uh, come or maybe it was a '92. Might have been the '92 parade after. Yes. Yeah, because '91 might not have been soon enough for everything to have been taken care of over overseas. Right. But he was the, uh, the the grand marshal. That was a big deal to have him, and you know it, it's an honor to be selected. It is. Yeah. It really is. Shatner's done it. I'm no. Yes, Shatner's done it. Uh, you know, there's others. Plenty of uh, famous people. I, the, you know, I'm sure you could see who the list is, but. Yeah. Uh, and it's a big deal to go down. Yeah, you know they set it up days in advance, and you know they televise it here locally. It's not right. nationally televised, but that's yeah. all right. It's it's every bit as sophisticated as the Tournament of Roses parade and uh, Macy's. I mean, it's small, well, of course, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's 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 meant to be professionally done, like those events. Yeah, right. If but it's, seen it's those, I mean, yeah. it's high school bands and. Mm-hmm. Shriners and and balloons and the whole bit. Yep. yep. You know, so a fun thing. Uh, Thursday, oh, the Derby princesses. Yeah, are, are right. part of that parade. Yes, the yes. Kentucky Derby, uh, the Derby Festival Court. I think yes. they call it, where they have uh, select some college age uh, young ladies uh, from here in town or, or from the state. From the state, yeah, yeah, and uh, and they become the you know the. Festival Queen and her court. Right. And which are ambassadors for the program. Yeah. Yep. And for the company. And uh, Churchill Downs, which we haven't actually mentioned that. Actually. Well, we will get to that shortly. Yeah. Yes. And Thursday has also turned into kind of a day for the locals to go to yes. the track. Uh, so it's been termed Thurby. Thurby, yes. We used to go on Oaks Day. Which is, yeah, the Friday, the day before the Derby. Which is when the Phillies run their version of the derby yeah the kentucky oaks but the oaks has been taken over by all the people that come in because mm-hmm. they realize oh well this is a thing too let's go to that <laughs> and i won't say they've ruined it for the locals but kind of well yeah because it used to be a lot of the businesses here locally they shut down on oaks day uh, a lot, a of, lot the, of them still do a lot of them still do and, the, and schools would shut down schools, schools would shut School, down yeah. i mean it's so written, people could go to the track it's written into the teachers contracts to be off that's it's you know one of those days in service day or whatever, but yeah. it's in the union contract, no school <laughs> on Oaks Day that yeah. Friday in May. Um, Bellarmine's done with classes by, by Derby. Yes, by Thursday. Yes, yes, it's always by now. This year with the Derby being on the first, that might be kind of well with the pandemic that's throwing everything into. But you know, when but, it comes a little bit later, it's finals, a lot easier. Yeah, finals at Bellarmine are the week. Of, of Derby. Derby. Yep. And then which, you're done with your finals, and we're out at the, Derby. Yep. Which is a fantastic thing. Uh, you know, so that's how it culturally has is impacted uh, the city. And, you know, we were talking about Thunder over Louisville. One of the, the greatest things about Thunder is not just the fireworks, but the air show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s, they used to build this as having, as Louisville is having the fourth largest air force in the world. Because of all the the military planes and the helicopters and everything else that were here and flying in the show, that's how many we had. I mean, when you think about it, that's no small feat. Right, <laughs> to, it's a hell of an air show. It hell is of an air show. It really is. Well, all you know, day how, long. Many, how many hundreds of thousands of people gather down on the river? 
more than actually even go to the track. If the weather's good, uh, both sides of the river will have 200,000 people easily crammed yeah. into the open spaces around um, around the river because it's, yeah. it's all done right over the river. Yeah, the Second Street Bridge is closed, uh, and that's where all the fireworks come from. They, yeah. they take the whole thing over. Yeah, and, bar- man, yeah, and barges on the river parked ready to shoot the fireworks and tons of stuff shot off the bridge right yeah cannon and everything <clears throat> and it, that's a great event unto itself uh as a group with our wives we went one year didn't all was mm-hmm. all of us or was did i, I did not go you did not okay because it was a long time ago crowds, yeah, time. crowds. <laughs> yeah well and you know it's kind of thing where <laughs> you know if you can handle being out in the heat because it was a hot day that day yeah yeah and it was some days you, you never know in april yeah. Exactly, but it was a everybody was shorts, t-shirt kind of hot day, and it was great. It, you know, the air show was just phenomenal. Uh, it, you know, the fireworks. It's probably it's considered one of the best fireworks shows in the world, yeah. not just nationally. Yeah. I mean, it, it is that good and that long. The Fourth of July fireworks we do here doesn't hold a candle. It's Most half, places half an that's, hour, yeah. half an hour of continuous fireworks. Most places the Fourth of July fireworks is the big deal. Mm-hmm. Not here. Yeah. It's the Derby one. Yeah. Uh, and going home that night now, that was just a, a cluster. Getting out of it yeah. is probably the worst part. Right? It's really because Louisville's not set up to have a crowd of two hundred thousand people right. streaming back out to go back to the suburbs. It's probably better than it used to be. Yeah, uh, they, they've they've made a lot of strides to try. But to make it's happen. still there's no place that's set up for that. I mean, no. realistically, uh, so all of these events lead up to the big day. Yeah. At Churchill Downs. Yeah. And Churchill Downs itself is iconic. You know, we talk about the Twin Spires. Yep. Now, the Twin Spires are a little bit hidden now because they have built up these <laughs> massive Huge corporate cor- boxes. Yeah, grandstands uh, uh, up to the top. They left the spires where they were, and the spires are no longer the tallest portion, I think. They may go above, but I don't think they do. Not I think that much, yeah. Yeah. And you can still see them, but you got to be standing, like, right behind them <laughs> to see them. Well, they've um, also cleared out a lot of the areas around there, too. It was a lot have. harder to get through. the. In the 80s, the one time that I went, <coughs> it was really, there was no, Central Avenue has now come through straight through there, and it's huge, and it's wide, and it's easy to get in and out. Yes, it, was, it, it was, is much better. They were all little video streets for a long time. Yeah, that, but that's an that important was, part of the, the idea of the track is the track's right in the middle of old neighborhoods, or was. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, houses and neighborhood went right up to the gate. Exactly, oh, yes. and they had to and basically, still do. yeah, in, in certain areas, you know, they had to kind of, they they made it a little easier. They bought up a lot of stuff, but it's yeah, that's been a, a something that Churchill Downs has been doing over the last twenty five years or so is buying up lots of space around the track, and the neighborhoods were decaying. They were, yeah. It's it's not the best area of town, and so they're they're trying to kind of make this buffer. I think long term, the idea is maybe someday a hotel. With a casino, someday. I don't know. Well, unless they own the casino, they'll never. Churchill Downs will never want that. Well, but, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're going to own the yeah. hotel and casino. Yeah. The idea is to have all of that. That is the only way casino gambling will ever be legalized in the state of Kentucky, is if the Churchill if Churchill Downs has a piece of something. Well, that, and that's why they're backing it. Is yeah. they want it because they already sort of have this gambling of. Like machines that run based on old horse races. Mm-hmm. Because this is something we didn't mention, but paramutual wagering is thought to be different than 
like casino wagering. Paramutual wagering is the purse comes out of what's been bet on that race based on the odds of that horse winning. Uh, whereas like casino gambling's thought of as just purely strictly a luck thing. Right. So depending on whether or not you believe the house is honest. <laughs> yeah. But you know, paramutual wagering is supposed to have some measure of skill to it, like poker playing, I guess. Um, so paramutual wagering is legal in Kentucky and has been uh, for generations, but so well, far casino gambling is not, even though it's been pushed a lot. In yeah. most places, it's right across the street kind of thing because Indiana yeah. has that and Illinois, I think, has it. it does, yeah. yeah, and it's not to say we don't have other kinds of gambling because you can get a gambling permit and you can gamble uh, at your local church picnic. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's it's a different animal. They're yeah. wanting to really uh, industrialize. Well, you it's yeah, it's that that's it exactly. Because yeah. you can do some casino gam- type gambling at the church picnic, but it's a one time permit. You know, or well, it's a permit that allows you to do it. So like, uh, uh, bingo for money. You yeah, it's charity based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it's when but you want to gamble in Kentucky, Derby. Yeah, so I, I think that's where people that are advocating for casino gambling are hoping to go. Um, to me, uh, again, I, I get that gambling can be a regressive tax on people. Uh, mm-hmm. And I get that it has its dangers. But if you already have wagering at the track, I'm kind of like, well, you know, the egg's broken. Why are you trying to separate the yolk? Let's just do this. Let's put the hotel in the casino right next to Churchill Downs, let them own it, and let's start a shuttle service from the airport to it. <laughs> yeah, because it's not that far. And let's let's get the suckers in here. And very very good word that you use. Let's start hoovering their wallet, yeah. Because only suckers buck the tiger. The odds are all on the house. Oh, yes. That's the right. tombstone quote. I knew it was coming. I could just <laughs> sense it in the air. I knew that was happening, yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little mixed on that because, you know, it, it's like the lottery. It is, yes. Uh, uh, in, in many ways. You know, it's not to say I've never bought a lottery ticket. Because when my office, all of them are buying a lottery ticket when that pot gets really big, hell yes, I am putting my money in that because I am not going to be the last idiot sitting there after they've all quit because they won the lottery. <laughs> well, at least you get to be the CEO that way. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's <laughs> a promotion. Uh, but still, I'd have to be working. Uh, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's I mean, a lark. Yeah, well, you buy but those a lottery people who buy $100 but... worth of tickets every week, man, that's... Yeah, that's uh, I have more. I have very moral issues with legalized gambling because I think it definitely is predatory. And I yeah, it can be. Yeah, yes. yes. And, the and, lottery is less so because I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it everybody plays, but it can be very predatory on yes. low income. Correct, because I, they I have don't get that it's that. it's an amazing long shot. Like you have. You have almost the same probability as getting kicked by a zebra in your house. Not in Africa, but in your house as you do of winning one of these big prizes. Yeah, it's... it's Right, yeah. You struck, you, getting struck by lightning is easy compared to winning some yeah. of this stuff here. And, and I have issues with that because I think it... Uh, it, it, it enables the it it's predatory. I mean, it takes advantage of the poor and the in and the lowly and those in need, uh, who are betting themselves on a, a hope that's essentially false. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, and but you know, I I don't have a problem with if you make 
minimum wage and you want to spend your five or ten bucks a week on your lottery tickets, I have no problem with that. Yeah, that's it's. Cool. The, the people yeah, spend again, way more. Yeah, it's, it's the dream, a well, little bit of hope. It's yeah. fine. Well, and, a little and, bit of entertainment. It's, it's marketed as more than that, though. It's marketed as this dream that, you know, there's a reason that Caesar's Palace is. Enormous. Somebody's got to win, why not you? Yeah, that's. You know, that's the, the whole yeah, lot of uh, thing. Yeah, it's, uh, but, you know, horse racing is, is a little bit different in that most people, that's not their go to. Right. Uh, you know, now there are guys that, that will get addicted. Yeah, and that, that's where they that worries blow me. their that, money. That destroys families. It, it's it's really awful. Uh, yeah. But that's true of any kind of vice. Vi- well, dare we say it? <laughs> well, almost anything that is virtuous can be turned into a vice. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's what makes uh, most things a sin is you've taken something good and you've perverted it. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, horse racing is an entertainment as a sport. It's not really. In and of itself, it's not inherently evil. Correct. It's the misuse. That's and right. you can make the argument that that Derby, along with anything else, can promote that. But I mean, yeah, it's you can say it's exploitative of the animals. Yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah. I mean, that's, and I'm, and I'm that's always one of those things where I think someday this might all go away because people feel it's it's too abusive of the animals. Uh, and, again, the, the thoroughbreds have gotten fragile. Um, yeah, we had one not that long ago that that uh, uh, died. Right. Uh, uh, it's it's been something's been going on in California where they had several die all at once, uh, in a couple of different. Oh, I missed that. Uh, it was last year, year before last, something like that. Yeah, yeah it, they had. They, it was like, what in the world's going on? They was like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. yeah. For a while. Finally, that shows the people who are what I would expect trying to cheat the system because you know it is a very big deal they test the animals for performance enhancing drugs yeah. just think about it, they used to put sponges up the nose which i never really understood what that had to do with but yeah. um ways to not put as much weight in the the saddle you know because they, they weigh the jockey in the saddle before they get on the horse and then they weigh them when they get off mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that, that nobody's cheated so each horse is carrying the same amount of weight yeah. unless you're philly then you get it by with five pounds less which well, uh, I think the thing right now that the, that the racing organizations are moving towards is uh, eliminating the diuretics. Yes, from the horses because uh, that was, yeah, yeah, make them go constantly, mm-hmm. um, get that water weight off of them. Yep. Um, Which, so I, I think there there is that potential for for abusing the animals that that I think the to their credit the horse racing industry is beginning to understand this will all go away if people feel like it, it's it's abusive. Yeah. Uh, I, well, honestly, you know, you've seen you, you similar things yourself. In, in other places. You know, there's it, it waxes and wanes, but, you know, there's been serious talk about uh, what to do about football because of the concussions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's a very real it, thing. It has changed uh, a lot, uh, just in high school sports and grade school sports a lot. Uh, here locally, uh, parish I, I work with used to be at the top. Well, all of, all of the uh, football here locally was huge uh, just 20 years ago. But once the movie comes out and other things like that, and they start talking about this stuff, they're saying, well, maybe this is not the way uh, to do this. It, it might be best to not have 10 and 11-year-olds plowing their heads into each other. That's correct. Uh, yeah. It may not be best to have 25-year-olds plowing their heads <laughs> into one another. Uh, yeah, so, and it, it will. It, there, there will be. But a, yeah, I mean, especially with the parishes, Pop Warner style. Uh, it was called the Toy Bowl. That's right. Yes, uh, was, and that was a big deal. It was a big yeah. deal because yeah. then it's the kids are feeders into 
Saint X and Trinity. Yep. And listeners, if you're not familiar, the Saint X, Saint Xavier High School, and Trinity High School, the two big biggest Catholic high schools in this town. Uh, their annual football game is played in the college stadium yeah. with about 35,000 uh, yeah, spectators. That's right. It so is if huge. you imagine a high school football game with 30,000 people in a stand, uh, and it's not even in Texas. Yeah, as you can say, people in Texas are going, <laughs> that's all? That's all. But uh, that's big. Yeah. Uh, that's it, it, big. It's a huge rivalry. Con- considering yeah. most football games are, you know, if you got a thousand people, people, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's for homecoming. Two hundred of them are the students. Right. You know, so uh, that's a, another huge event in this town. That's a kind of a cultural touchstone that even people who aren't Catholic know about and mm-hmm. understand happens. And as a, you're like, well, we got to go out. The, oh no, this is the ex Trinity weekend. We yeah. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, be be somewhere else that weekend. <laughs> you know, eat 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 on the other side of town that weekend. Well, and you know, for for a lot of us here in Louisville, Derby Day has become that way too. Mm-hmm. So all of us have been to Derby, correct? I what? have not been to Derby. I've been to the track. Okay, so I have been to the Derby once. Me too, once. But it's kind of like saying I've been to Niagara Falls, having been sealed in a barrel and gone over and gone over the edge. I've kind of been there. It's like saying I've been to Arizona because I flew. In there once, and then you know sat yeah. in, uh, sat in the terminal, of the airport, or yeah, on the left. tarmac. Yeah, you know, for people to get on and off. Because and the most common experience for a local is, is the, infield. the infield, and the infield is an animal unto itself. And I use the word animal very specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we went very early '90s, we lived in Old Louisville, and a bunch of uh, friends of uh, Mrs. Roberts' best friend. Uh, who are big partiers. I think they had some friends who were from uh, the, the town they went to high school in up in northern Kentucky, Erlanger. A bunch of people came in. They crashed on our floor. And then we got up early and we went to the infield. And, you know, not being big drinkers and partiers, it was not an experience I care to repeat because it was all about getting drunk all day. It was, yeah, I mean, it was more. it's more than that. The infield can be... How far can you debase yourself? Yeah, and get people to notice. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, naked women running around, and uh, you know, sex under blankets, and all sorts of stuff going on. I've heard those stories too. Yeah, lots of vomiting. Yeah, lots. Yes. Yeah, great. and there's always you know, what creative way can we sneak alcohol into? Hollow what? out the loaf of bread and put the bottle in there. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. it's not supposed to be brought in. They're supposed to check you. A lot of the checks are kind of. Yeah, okay, go ahead with your eyes closed kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know. Wow, so many people love to drink orange juice. Yes. You know, screwdrivers, at least but at I, one time, were very But it popular. is an all-day thing. I mean, you if you're not there by 9 a.m., yeah, you you're not going to yeah, you're not Because you won't get, find a spot to throw your blanket down. Yeah, uh, you're not going to get anywhere close to the fence where you can see anything. Well, there's only a small part that you can actually see anything. And yeah. that was the thing, you know. I was like, well, I can't even see the damn race. Yeah, so and, the infield literally is the inside of an oval track, yeah, uh, with no stands. Right, no, you no, just yeah, you're you're on blankets. It's like standing. going to the park all day. Yeah, only worse, <laughs> way worse. <laughs> because everyone's drunk and throwing up around you. Yeah, I mean, you by the end of the day, by the end of the day, I mean like you know four or five, six o'clock. Because you know, now the derby used to be. Like five o'clock. Yeah, the, the, it's the, now you know we're lucky. Six twenty, six thirty. Yeah, television asked them to push yeah, push it back. Yeah, 
But it's there's an all day race card. I mean, if if you can see, you can watch races all day long, and they're usually really good races. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and there's even one after the Derby. Derby's not the last race of the day. There's yeah. one more that right. takes place after. And you know, for those of us that have Derby parties, that's a thing. You know, we will often cut up the names, and everybody draws a name, and you know, you put your dollar in, and it, it's a random thing, and you win a pot <laughs> during the. You know, but at the very least, everybody does that for Derby. You know, yeah. they put their money in, and you you pick random. Yeah, people people gather at houses all over the city uh, that don't go to the track, and we watch it. Yeah, you know, and, and it's still a big party day if you don't go. And everybody, you know, sings my old Kentucky home when it's when it's yes. played. You know, it's it's a big thing. Presuming that they will still allow us to do that. That's correct. That's yes. a song that has uh, cancel potential. Cancel yeah, potential. It, well, it, the the lyrics have been altered. Uh, yes, that's true. So that have. that shouldn't be a big problem, like but it was. Was but that's correct. You, you that's correct. We're at a point that we're, even if you try to fix something, that doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but that that's an entirely different discussion. I don't want to go there. Uh, but it, it's an experience. I think everybody who lives in Louisville should go to the Derby once, whether it's the infield or the track. Uh, Mrs. Robert would like to go back uh, on Derby Day and sit in the stands or be in the stands, be yes. in a box. If yeah, we can be be do that. where the civilized people are. Yeah. It's well, the, less uncivilized, anyways. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I went one time, uh, 1988, the coldest day on record, and got pneumonia as a result. I'm not a big fan of ever going back. <laughs> well, yeah. I, see, it's like, like me. I would never go back to the infield. No. Uh, just did not appeal to yeah. me. But the, the uh, let's see, the. Normally, Friday Oaks is what 120 to 130,000 people. Sounds right. And Derby is usually well over 150. And if the weather gets nice, it tickles closer to 160. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's an enormous crowd for this town. Mm -hmm. Enormous. Um, so that's a big crowd anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's more than any college football state. Even the big house only holds officially like 105 to 110,000. Yeah, yeah, Nyland, Nyland Stadium in Tennessee and the big house kind of like to trade that back and forth of yeah. trying to say it, well, we're at 107 and we're at 108, we're at 110. Yeah. Um, knock out that pillar, we can get five more people to stand there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, obstructed view, too bad. You're yeah. packing in so we can claim 110. Exactly. Uh, and the big house, of course, is Michigan Stadium in, in Ann Arbor. Uh, but, yeah, so 160, that's that's a big deal no matter where you are. And especially for a town our size, that is massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because, I mean, we don't have a professional sports team here. Yeah. Except for UofL. <laughs> but it, it is, it's, it's kind of part of the fun for a local. Again, a lot of this is outside of town people coming mm-hmm. in. For a party, uh, celebrities. The hats. The hats. So that's a big part of it is you watch the airplanes at the airport because the airport is unusually, uh, for big towns or any town, is kind of right in the middle of town. Right. It's not way out in the middle of nowhere. It's right by the expressway. The way it it developed, you know, it was never the metropolis that New York, Chicago, Boston, those kind of big cities um, are. And, or even Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati has the benefit of having Cincinnati Airport actually in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it started out as a relatively small town on the river and slowly spread. Well, when the airport was put in, it was in the outskirts. Mm. Even though it was still in the same county, Yeah. it was on the outskirts of town. But town grew up all around it. So now it's literally in the middle of town. Ideally, we would shut that thing down and move it to Bullock County. Yeah. But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. There's too much money in it. But it, it really, 
it it shouldn't be there. It really shouldn't be there. And we actually have a second airport, you know, Bowman Field. Mm-hmm. So and, and some Which planes, are... some famous people will fly in there because it's the only place, the only place they can get a slot. Yeah. So, but it, it can't handle much. No, You'd have no, to have it, a very it's small... private planes. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. private planes. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's you know, general people. aviation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's... It, I but, I guess but that you, even UPS has to adjust their schedule around okay. Derby. Yeah. It's yeah. that big. But if you have a Gulfstream 5, you'll be at... Uh, what It's called Muhammad Ali International Airport now. Uh, used yes. to be called Standiford. Then it was Louisville International because one flight went to Mexico... So it became an international airport, <laughs> right? Or, or Canada. Um, but it has to go directly. That's yeah, the thing. yeah. So, but now it's Muhammad Ali uh, International Airport. Yes. Its three-letter designation is still SDF. Yeah, uh, and, Stanford. And it's it's uh, super cool to see Gulf Streams and private jets all parked along there because you can see them from the expressway. Yeah, and then like it's it's a real event then to how people dress because. Again, it's springtime, so you're supposed to kind of wear that Easter spring sort of outfit. Right, gentleman in a in a jacket usually. Yes, blazers over white pants, preferably because you know it's spring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. suits are not you know real suits are not the the preferred. Yeah, you, know, you can't really thing. get away with the white, it, or if you can't get away with white pants, you do the chino right khaki Khakis. type thing. Uh, but generally, you wear that nice colorful blazer, uh-huh. and a gentleman could wear a fedora. Yes, or a straw hat. Or a straw hat, mm-hmm. a boater-type hat. Yeah. But the ladies wear what are called either fascinators, which are just, I think, usually like pinned to your hair with flowers. Well, he knows more about that than I do. Or or the classic floppy hat for, for yeah, ladies. Yeah, well, there's all, all types that are seen. Yeah, yes, you see and everywhere. the most outrageous hat has become an unofficial contest. A contest. Yeah, so they usually put you on the local TV if your hat... Uh, is then built and has plastic horses and yeah <laughs> toys and the more ornate the hat that, you know <laughs> that you can still hold your head up and not fall over the better uh, which is you know that's part of the thing the locals get into you know yeah. see what kind of uh, idiots people make <laughs> themselves uh, and oh and then there's the private parties uh, oh there's yeah the, there's the Barnstable uh, gala yeah, yeah. Barnstable Brown Party, and those are usually done for charity. There's usually some kind of charity component to yeah. that. So there's a lot of charity components built around there is, yeah. around Derby that's been really nice. And Derby feeds the economy here. It really does. Without Derby, I don't know. I mean, they would, well, this economy was, would be totally... Last year was a good example because that really hurt a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Because even though they had it in September, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Well, the, the, the hospitality industry alone uh, depends a whole lot on that. Yeah, yes. It's, it's yes. A, it's the hotels thing. are... Full. Absolutely. And so... Oh, people rent out houses all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, that happens with a lot of sporting events, you know, uh, neighborhoods around golf courses that hold PGA events. Uh, those folks usually take a trip and then Airbnb their houses. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing that for a long time around here. Yeah. Even before Airbnb was a thing. You That's could, right. You you know, if you had enough money, you could rent somebody's house here in town. Yeah. Uh, all the people that live around the, the, the track, they rent out their front lawns for parking. For parking spaces. And make some extra dough. Yeah. You know? Uh, not much, because, you know, it's an all day. But, you know, if you're doing it all week now, you can rack up some money. Yeah. You, you can make several hundred dollars uh, yeah. easily in a few days. Pay for that new Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you know it's the derby it's one of those great traditions that is fun you know yeah. there's not a whole lot that um 
other than my old Kentucky home, <laughs> that they have mm-hmm. adjusted to you know for modern sensibilities. Yeah. That you can uh, ascribe negative things to, uh, you know, animal rights people saying, "Well, why not the horses?" Yeah. Right. Heavily life. Heavily regulated. It is heavily regulated. That's correct. But it, it really. It's one of those things that really does bring the, the it, entire it city is, together. It's, it's meant to do a little of both. It's meant to kind of a throwback to a genteel time. Yeah. While understanding there were issues with those genteel times. That's right. And, and look to the future and celebrate this town and celebrate a lot of things that it's about, like bourbon. Mm-hmm. And have some fun. And again, be that rite of spring where you know... Okay, it's time to have some fun. Nobody opens... Well, nobody even this far south opens their pool before uh, May anyways. But, you know, once Derby's here, it's... You know, pools get open. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though I don't think... I think that's still a little too early because we have one. And it can still be a little chilly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, some some days are... It's it's feast or famine. You never know. Uh, But, you know, it it really is... it, It marks a change in... In, yeah. in, in the life of the city, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Well, that's one of the great things about where we're located geographically is our our weather is almost always mild. Yes, yes, we we, 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 have, we have snow, we have heat, but nothing stays around very long. Yeah, and there's, there's you don't get tired of it very quickly. Just yeah. stick around; it'll change. Well, everybody says that. Yeah, well, it's it's true here. Yeah, but it, it's true everywhere. That's my yeah. point. Because <laughs> that's what weather does; yeah. <laughs> it changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Climate change happens. I see it four times a year. Exactly. <laughs> In some places, eight or ten. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I just love it because it, it's just... I have fond memories as a youth. Even though I don't... You know, I wasn't yeah. here as a child for those. Yeah. You know, I loved reading about the Derby. Uh, I encountered it because, you know, you get those commemorative glasses listing all of the oh, yeah. the winners. Still out there, yeah. yeah. They have them every year. Derby glass collecting is a, is a big thing. There's a huge collectibles market around the Derby. Uh, especially here in this local town. I mean, uh, it was it, it, it spreads throughout the area. I can remember as a child mowing the grass in the afternoons on Derby Day, but and I'd always be told, stop, you need to come in. The Derby's going to run here yes. in a couple of minutes. Yes, watch the race. And, yes, and, and if you're was, out somewhere, yeah. woe unto you if you were someplace without a television. That's right. You know? Yeah, got to stop and watch. Yeah, it, you know. It you really sing is. the song and then you watch the race. That's just what it you is. Do. It is a. It, it is fun. Yeah, you know, it's two minutes, but it is nail biting. It really is, mm-hmm. and it, it really is a great, great entertainment. Yeah, uh, that it's one of the great civic festivals in the country. It yeah. really is. Um, again, there there's a huge organization to it and fundraising and all that stuff that goes into it, and it works. It works usually really, really well. Exactly. You know, if you're here, great. Come see it. You know, even if you only come for Oaks, like the the poorer of the uh, the visitors who come, because not everybody who comes can afford to go to the Derby. Most a lot of people who live here can't afford to go to the Derby. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's it's like, a significant price tag. Yeah, it's like when you go to the Super Bowl. You know, people who live in that city, most of them don't go because they can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that's a big deal. Uh, but it really is yeah. a, a celebrity story. watching is big, and yeah. again watching the for the hats and and. How everyone dresses, um, and everybody gets along. Yes, at Derby time. That's they true. Do. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Everybody wants to put on their best face and recognize. You know, let's be welcoming. Let's be friendly. One thing I do have to point out that because you know I don't live that far from 
the Derby. Uh, don't live as far or as close as I did in the, the last house, but still relatively yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, you're still in the neighborhood of the track, kind of. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things that I find is that the, uh, the uh, exits off the expressway uh, that lead to the Derby, uh, to, the, to the Churchill Downs, uh, ones that I take. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that a couple of weeks leading up to Derby, how good it looks. It's mode. It's, yeah, that's uh, right. You know, yes, it, it, yes. The, the landscaping is, is done up. That's a feature of spring in this town. The highway crews get out, mow the grass, and pick up all the junk off the expressway. Yeah, Potholes yeah. get fixed very quickly in the spring, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, the, the homeless are rousted from, from their little tent cities because nobody wants to see those. Uh, it's an annual thing that gets talked about, but mm-hmm. nobody cares because they're going to do it no matter what because... Yeah, clean up the town and make yeah. it look good. Uh, it, but it just always fascinates me, you know, because then after that, you know, they don't mow the grass for the rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, it seems like that in my end yeah. of town. Because, you know, to be fair, my end of town, I honestly believe, gets less maintenance than other parts of town. Because the tax base isn't as high as certain other areas. And that's a factor of life in every city. Yeah, it just is. I mean, it sucks, but it is. But it just. You know, those of us who live there, in that end of town, and, and see it, just it's always humorous. And, of course, the guys who panhandle at the end of the, the exits, those are, you know, they don't make any money. That They have to be moved off. Um, one of the other curious things, that the exit that I use, you pass a strip club to get to, uh, or drive very close by, depending on what route you take. So it's just, it's, you know, about, it's just interesting all the things that are, odd about Derby and, mm-hmm. and Churchill Downs where it's located because of the you know being in the middle of town uh, but it's still fun stuff gentlemen I think we that done? covers it I, I think, think it does covers I think it covers it so Francis what is next oh man you're talking about weird we're going to change over you know we've been doing it's history next time but this was an idea of Martin's that we have to have some palate cleanses built in, built into here we've done quite a bit on World War II we're doing a, a switchover. Next time, we're going to talk about Woodstock. Uh, I'm still not sure why Martin came up with this idea, but that's okay. We're going to talk about uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and uh, the cultural icon that was Woodstock. And how, man, we're going to talk like you know, a lot about the old wicked 60s, as some folks have said, and how much of a change in our culture that that moment exemplified and created. So it's going to be fun. Please join us. Hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes publish every Friday at noon Eastern. Spread the word. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week, same snake time, same otter channel.